This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Picture this. This is Super Bowl. Your team has cheated their way all the way through. <laughs> They've they were piss poor during the regular season. They complained to the refs. They bitched. They moaned. Then they started to get the calls. Once she showed up, and she got, she and her fans got to experience the best football season a fan can experience when just when just latching on to a team of all time imagine that imagine you say you're going to get into a sport and you say i'm going to pick this team because my favorite singer is dating one of the players on that team hey it's 1990 and my favorite singer is dating Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills. My favorite singer, Amy Grant. <laughs> is dating Jim Kelly. Should I become a Bills fan in 1990? What could go wrong? <laughs> but it wasn't like that. It was like, hey, it's 1979. And my favorite singer, <laughs> Donna Summer, is dating Mean Joe Green. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be a fan of these. Pittsburgh Steelers. They won a 79, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 80, I think. Well, not unlike me, my favorite singer, of course, everyone knows. Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I got to enjoy the heyday of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before they got together. <laughs> Well, you could feel it coming from a mile away. Have you actually listened to the songs? Yeah. Which I do. The lyrics were kind of telegraphing. Yeah. There was a lot of lyrics about a mysterious, handsome man who was undersized for his position but had grit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we knew who that was. He didn't quite get along with his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> kind of off-putting. <laughs> Remember her song about transferring from NC State to Wisconsin? Uh, yeah. That should have been the called giveaway. called One-Two Step because mm-hmm. he made the one-two step up yeah. to Wisconsin. Badger from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Goodies was about his penis. That's true. That's but true. all of this and on the day, this day, where you get to gloat, the last day you get to gloat, tell me how wrong I was. Tell me how tell Greg how wrong he was. Tell us how we were messed up for not wanting the Chiefs to win. You're not here. And therefore, it's fuck the Chiefs Day. <laughs> I mean, as we have a policy with these episode titles, and we haven't talked about it on the air yet, but there is a policy. If one person votos the, vetoes the title or just vetoes the spirit of the episode, we won't do it. Yeah. It just takes one veto. Now, yeah. Carl, I assume you're not vetoing. I am not. I'm not going to veto. Sean? I've elected not to veto Okay, Ryan. Ryan, do you want to veto fuck the Chiefs Day? It's your last chance, Ryan. Mm. 
I don't hear nobody. Crickets. 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 Because Ryan Harry is not here. He ate too much Arthur Bryan's barbecue, <laughs> and he is in a food coma. Yeah, and that's not. We're not saying that lightly. It is a. It's been medically deemed a food coma. Yeah, mm-hmm. his brain is now full of barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. No, Casey he's breathing with the assistance of a machine. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> he's on full life support. He's on cholesterol support. And uh, get well soon. But get well soon. I don't want to seem like we're mocking the guy. Get well soon. (laughs) No, obviously, I hope that he gets well soon. I mean, not that soon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not soon enough for you to like. When he if he shows up right now, you got to leave because y'all can't be here together. No, come on. There's only give me a little bit of breathing room, please. Yeah. Get get well soon. Breathing. He's got that machine helping him. Yeah. I don't wish injury on anybody except for when uh, (laughs) Chase. Young is chasing down Patrick Mahomes, and I'm hoping that he literally breaks every tendon in his legs. Okay, so that's one big, pretty big injury. With yeah, him. yeah. But other than that, I don't wish injury on nobody. No. Or barbecue poisoning. Or barbecue poisoning, except when Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift go out to eat after the game, and the only place that is open is Lucille's, <laughs> and the meat is very undercooked. The pork, I think mm. it is very undercooked, and they both get the same thing that Ryan has right now. So you don't wish anything bad on anyone except for injury on Mahomes and barbecue poisoning on Kelsey and Taylor Swift yeah. and, and Ryan and or Ryan. no? I didn't wish it on him. Okay. Yeah. I hoped it. Okay. You're on record saying that you hope that Taylor Swift gets barbecue poisoning. Yeah. yeah. I can't understand why this show's not do a bigger number. <laughs> than that. I mean, come on, man. Are this we not? Are we not? Come on. This seems to be, to be the here. kind of thing that's popular no, no, right no. now. To to be clear, <laughs> he said he hoped Ryan got it, and he wished Taylor and Travis yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. That's two different. So things. that's different. And because between a hope okay. and a wish. Well, he's only recently come upon come upon a hoping well, and he threw. So the wishes, I don't know if they're going to come true, but he did mm-hmm. throw a coin in a hoping well and mm-hmm. hope that Ryan would get barbecue poisoning. Open in a hoping well, kiss and tell. It was 1990, and my favorite player was dating Terrence Tread Darby. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that player? Finally tell us. <laughs> I can't, Finally tell us I what ended 1990. I'm Anna. not in the business of outing people. Who was dating TTD? I threw a hope in a well. Anyway, call me maybe. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> okay, okay. We got the Clem Dog joining us today to talk a little football. Clem Dog's up in this piece. Probably <laughs> What's the, up, brothers? The biggest example of not needing an introduction, because if you listen to this podcast, yeah, I think we, you, you know who Sean Clemens is. Mm-hmm. Clem Dog, how did you spend your Super Bowl Sunday? We can all talk about how we spent our Super Bowl Sundays because I had a pretty fun one. Super Bowl Sunday. So I I I watched at home. Now the past couple Super Bowls, uh, because I have kids, I haven't seen much of the game. The mm-hmm. kids, especially on the weekend, are pretty demanding. Um, but this one, I, I watched a lot of it. It was on um they were in and out of the room watching with me sometimes my son would ask to like go like play basketball in the driveway or something but i could still like run in and out and so i saw a lot of the game we ordered pizza from triple beam nice triple beam yeah i like their pizza Is it, that's not a corn that's not they don't do a cornmeal crust that no was two, that, not, that was at two boots which one was the one that was next door to echo plex they did a coin, and there was also know. one next door to UCB East in New York in East Village. 
Two boots. That's two boots. Yeah. They do yeah. a cornmeal crust. Is there a triple beam near you too? Because there's one in Highland Park, but surely you didn't order all the way from there. I I don't uh, want to dox you I, by giving I, no, out the I neighborhood. ordered. I ordered it. You live in the Los Feliz like, murder house, correct? Yes, yeah, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, the La Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so I I ordered uh off of you know DoorDash or whatever, and and I don't even look at the address. I don't know where oh, it wow. came from. Wow, I just, flex. <laughs> I just know that it came. Uh, I pre-ordered it. I ordered it ahead of the Smart. the day before. Said I'd like it to arrive around kickoff time. And we ate pizza and um, uh, made a house for bugs out of clay uh, mm-hmm. while we watched, uh, but got was allowed to watch a lot of the game. Really was enjoying it. Had to pause once or twice to do other things. I actually, the last, the like last quarter into overtime ended up colliding with having to do like bath time, bedtime books. And so mm-hmm. I had it paused. But it was kind of nice because then like that whole like really tense and exciting period, the kids were in bed and I could just watch like undisturbed. So I had a really nice watching experience. I did bet on the Chiefs uh, money line um, when they were they were plus two. And so I put some money on that and uh, (laughs) never in doubt. Right. (laughs) But um. Well, now you said never in doubt, but then you made a big phew gesture, which <laughs> sort of implies doubt. No, no, no. I was always confident. Sean, you're going to wreck your uh, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to wreck the collar of your shirt. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was, uh, actually, I knew it was good the whole way. Gulp. Um, but <laughs> Do you need I, a seltzer? <laughs> Do you need a drink of your seltzer? It seems like yeah, you have gas. I would gas. take one. Yeah. I would take one. Um, but I, uh, I, I enjoyed the game. I mean, I didn't want, I didn't particularly want either team to win i did realize so my wife is from the bay area she doesn't have like a huge investment in the nfl but so many of her friends and stuff uh are like diehard um niners gang and as she was watching the game she felt an awakening of her fandom for that team so i didn't mention that i had put money on the game because I hide things from my wife, um, but also because I didn't want to be, things. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be rooting against because I was like, oh, you actually care. I didn't care. Like you don't want to snuff that out. You don't want to. I was like, oh, good. It. If it, this is a win-win for me, because yeah. I'll be happy for her if they win. And mm-hmm. um, Blake Anderson also is a huge uh, Niners fan, and so I'm always happy for him when the Bay Area teams win. Brett Morris, engineer Brett. Brett Morris. I know some people who who loved the team and so i was like okay that's that's fine but i i had wanted you know i would have loved to fucking see the lions I mean, yeah I lions and Every, ravens of course we talk about that's who we wanted here placing the bet it was like i did feel like the lions and i'm sure you guys talked about this uh but it felt like they could have and maybe should have won their game so Man, I they was were up like, 24 to 7 so at halftime. when the when the niners were favored i just thought I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and I'll give my little piece about Patrick Mahomes now and my thing to say, which is with all the caveats of, I know people will hate this. I know people hate me, hate the Patriots, hate Boston fandom. When I was rooting for Tom Brady and the new England Patriots during their run, I had a moment, and I I watch most Super Bowls at home by myself, honestly. 
during the Atlanta game, when they came back from 28-3, I was, you know, holy fuck, they're losing so bad, but I'm not going to turn the game off. And as they started to come back, and it was like, okay, they need like two touchdowns and a two-point conversion both times to get there. And I had this like wave of calm come over me. And I was like, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's going to do it. Like when they were going for two, of course I had some nervousness and some tension because I wanted it so bad. But I also had this, this faith, this belief, and this, uh, you know, sort of truly emotional feeling that is like part of like why we get involved in sports where I was like, this this thing I care about, this thing I'm invested in, whether it's stupid or not, this man is not going to let me down. He's going to do it. And nothing ever feels that way. And I feel that way about Mahomes now. Not that I want him to win, but when he's, I'm just like, he's gonna do it. Yeah. It's rare that athletes reach that space. Yeah. I mean, I there's think- guys that are scary where it's like, that's scary. They might do it. But it's rare that you're just like, they're gonna fucking do it. Yeah, and Mahomes is there. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting. I was sitting with Phil. We we were sitting at a big table with people, but Phil was across. He goes, Mahomes. I was like, they left too much time on the clock. They left too much time on the clock. And Phil looks at me. He goes, Mahomes gonna throw a pick six right now. And I said, Phil, no, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> that is one thing that he is not going no, to do. He's not. No, because he's that, gonna do it. He's gonna do it. He's, like he's changed his style of play in the last couple of years to be much more conservative. And like I think they that pick that he did throw in the game, yeah, which Beautiful I pick. honestly couldn't tell which of the, if that was overthrown for the one guy or over, underthrown yeah. for the other. It was a uncharacteristically bad play, but it was like the first pick he'd thrown in an absurd amount of playoff attempts. Yeah, and yeah, I think th- you're right. The one thing he wasn't going to do was not take care of the ball. No, no, no. It was over at that moment. It was over, and then you saw them. You saw them lining up for the play they've that they've scored on. So many times you like look right, look at me, Cole Hardman, right there. Like he's gonna do a little button hook kind of out. And- I mean, all their touchdowns last year in the Super Bowl were little plays like that to like Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. Yeah. They were like one yard passes. Right? Well, it also and it it does feel a little bit like those Patriots teams where it's like these guys he's throwing to are not superstars if they're on another team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh. the, like James White or whatever of the Patriots and versus like whoever like. Valdez Scantling and Hardman like can't even play on other teams and then Mahomes has them catching touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Only Tyreek and Kelsey have been actually good players that he's got. Yeah. I yeah. mean like Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey is incredible. Obviously. And their defensive have also been Their defense is great now. Yeah, that's Same the, the big Patriots. thing. That's Patriot no, defense was spectacular. They're making a Patriot-esque thing. Yeah. It was like, interesting, yeah, cuz their secondary was incredible, which I don't even think I realized prior to the playoffs. Well, and Sneed then, and McDuffie, Sneed had the dumb penalty, but other than that, those two guys were like all McDuffie pros. was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, was crazy. That one play where he um where he rushed the quarterback. Like, oh. It was like And the pass breakup by the goalpost. Oh god, yeah. Like, where that he, was he batted it away. But also he like when he, he got to Purdy and the way that he had like taken a step back right before the snap and then just had that totally clean line. That was awesome. No, those guys were great. And it was interesting watching them go back and forth because both defenses were great. And the Niners like uh, front seven and like pass rush is so good, and then the Chiefs like secondary is so good. So it's like it's just interesting to watch. Like it looked very different on each side, but it was both like oh they can't really 
make a lot of progress. Like it's yeah. a low scoring game. It felt like even for a low scoring game, it was entertaining. It's you know how like it sometimes was. a two to nothing baseball game can be brutal, but sometimes it can be nerve wracking and tense and like yeah. when some because it felt like it wasn't just the offenses sucking, it was the defenses playing well. It was the defenses stopping very good play. Chris like Jones obviously was, the fucking forty ers have like so many weapons. Like you just look at that. It's like, oh, McCaffrey's like the best running back in the league, but then also Kittle's like the third best tight end. Mm -hmm. And also like Debo and Aik or whatever are like two of the scariest receivers. Like both, both like top You could make a case top, that they're both top ten. Top ten. It's like, yeah. oh, this is nuts. Trent, I mean, like, they have one of the best tackles. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the defense and it's like uh Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Uh, uh, Armstead. Yeah. These are all guys who aren't the captain of their defense. Yeah. That's Fred Warner. <laughs> yeah, Fred Warner. Like those, yeah. they have yeah. three guys who would be captains on most teams. Well, and you see, like you, the thing that shows you how good the Chiefs' secondary is is that fucking Jawan Jennings is like the only one busting loose for yeah. plays on the forty. Because it's like, oh, all those stars we mentioned who are like superstars are getting totally fucking bottled up. Yeah. I mean, Debo did. Next to nothing. Yeah. Ayuk had a couple catches, but Debo really, did he have any big plays? Not a ton. He, I mean, McDuffie shut down a lot of his shit, and which was like, those are times, I'm in this bar, and of course there's Chiefs fans in there, so of course I'm going to yell P.I. And then you watch the replay and go, that was the cleanest breakup <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> just like, just fucking clean. Like, he was good, not man. touching him and just like crazy. Uh, what did you think about that hold? That like bailed out the Niners in overtime. That it was like it's always funny to me the announcers go, "Oh, there's no question about that." Like that was, and I was like, "Is there not?" It wasn't, like, he didn't grab, but it's like he just had his arm like, like in, around him a little bit. But in they hockey, were just, they call hooking. You know, mm -hmm, it was like yeah. he kind of hooked him with his yeah, arm. He interesting didn't grab. call. Interesting call for sure. I would say that. Of course, the, the Chiefs O line holds so much, so it's like, and they don't. Well, I mean, it is it. one of the right. They could call holding every single play yeah. if they want. I wasn't mad, side, but it was. I was just like surprised that it was treated. It's just a funny thing that it was treated as so definitive. Agree. Where it's like, I you know sometimes the announcers will go, I don't know on this stage in this moment, like, do I make that call? It could go either way. But they were like, that's an easy one. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know what I'm looking at ever because Same. it it did look like. Uh, a, you know, a, a a coin flip. I mean, for for all the stuff at the end of the game, I also feel like the Chief, uh, the Niners kind of lost it in the first like twenty minutes. Like they dominated the first like twenty minutes, yeah. and they just didn't build up. They didn't build on that momentum. They well, that, they, like, they should have been up like twenty one nothing. Yeah, that like Biff like punt the like fumbling the well it bounced off the guy's foot. So it wasn't so the clouds fault. But, but you could that argue that he should have fallen on the ball instead of trying to pick it up. But How unlucky was that? That was no. That was break. that was just, and that's that's the beauty of the game. That's the Super Bowl. That's you know that's a team like the Chiefs where you're just like ah, it just seems to go their way. Yeah, it just time. that's what, again that, when you watch that somebody play, who go, rooted for the Pats. Just, yeah. yeah, they had <laughs> the two unlucky things with the Giants for the most part of the Super Bowl. There be or on their playoff run to the Super Bowl, yeah. there'd be something where you're like. The D Ford offsides call or the you the know tuck some rule weird, all the way back to that. Yep, you, you know, go like that like, eh, just went the call went their way or the fucking ball bounced the right way. I, I mean, I you know I'm the fucking uh, frankly, Seattle interception. Yeah. Know, yeah. Oh my Butler. gosh, that was heartbreaking. I was on stage during that. I watch it. A I lot. walked on stage thinking 
Seahawks had it in the yeah. bag and came off going, what? I Dude, watch it so much. I uh, <laughs> My Marshawn, TikTok algorithm sends it to me like once a day where it's like, here's another person Richard, talking about it. Oh, Richard Sherman's That's reaction right. to it is so <laughs> sad. Yeah, it was, it was terrible, bro. I was at Barney's and the Patriots fans that were coming there were all obviously awful. Yeah. And that day they were fucking quiet. Oh, and it just everybody in the bar was like, yes, you motherfuckers. Because it was like the one section of Patriots fans and everybody else in the room was just rooting for the Seahawks. Yeah. Most of the people in there, Raiders fans, other fans of other teams. Yeah, but, but that was a that beloved day, team. Yeah, that like day it was people, like we all like we want Marshawn to do it. Yeah. And they the, the Patriots fans were quiet the whole time. Cause they would come in every week. Like they were regulars. They would come in, they would rent out the little, there was like a, a big screen TV in the back with two couches, and they would just rent out back there, and they would order Because when you say Barney's, you mean Bar- you were at Barney Frank's, the politician from Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at, I, I, I was. Which I'm I was surprised a, there weren't more Patriots fans there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. think it'd be more. <laughs> I was uh, working at his house <laughs> for very little money. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, it, no it was a. Uh, it, 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 they were like quiet the whole time, and everybody's like, "Yes, finally these motherfuckers shut up." Because they were obnoxious every week. Yeah, and then that fucking play happened. It was just like everybody just deflated. It was such a hard night to work. Like so many people left like right after. Yeah. The opposite of that for me was: Were you at the Inner Sanctum at UCB Sunset watching the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, the Nick Foles game? No, I watched from home because I went and played basketball that day. Oh. And I watched from home. It was a grand old time that day. Yeah. It is. But look, it's a compliment to the Patriots. The Patriots yeah. and now the Chiefs, I think, have solidified it with another win, have played themselves into the place where when you make a big game, it's you versus the world. And no yeah. one who's not. Yeah, the Chiefs The Chiefs are a little different because they're like a Midwest team. And mm-hmm. I think that like Boston has its own Coastal, group of like, yeah. there's just a hatred for Boston anyway. Like, yeah. uh, and and their sports teams um that like whatever even what like you know the fucking red Sox, the celtics too and everything like it's just like people don't like them uh but i think the chiefs are now they're front runners and they're and so they're villains the same way the warriors became that in basketball yeah it's just like you got to play yourself to get to that stage root against them um but how have the lakers managed to avoid that that they're just like beloved. Yeah, I, I don't know, think that they have. I think you only feel that way because you live in L.A. Sure, because maybe. you live in L.A. and you and you like the Clippers. Yeah, I'll so that, that that is a special. There is but just some, when I travel with with Clipper shit on, I get shit, and I'm like, bro, I'm in fucking. Here's part of it. I think the original Lakers dynasty that was beloved was like such a fun team like it was magic johnson yeah, and shit Kareem. and like he was the face of it and that the backlash didn't exist as much because it was a star that people felt so connected to and like i i think that was part of it like yeah. and um, they sold some fans all across the country so wherever you go i think there will be lakers fans just like there will be bulls fans there will be cowboys fans yankee fans but i do think like Anyone who's not explicitly a Lakers fan in all those places doesn't like the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, when mm-hmm. I came here, I literally my thought process was like, I never really had an NBA team to pull for, but obviously I can't root for the Lakers. Because this yeah. is 2010, they had just won five rings in a decade, and yeah. I was like, they were like the Yankees to me. I was like, no matter what, you can never just become a Lakers fan. Yeah. And I think that that is what a lot of people feel. You know Wave Seagal? 
I do. He was on. <laughs> he became my, a Laker. Did he? Yeah. He was on my team that I was on stage with during that yeah. Super Bowl. Actually, and George Barber was on the team too, and he was a Patriots fan, and yeah. he missed the Patriots winning the Super Bowl to <laughs> oh, do a man. mess hall show. Which, in retrospect, I'm it's sure hilarious. He would love to have uh, back. That's so funny, man. Yeah, Wave. One day he was uh, wearing Laker shit, and I go, "Wave, are you from LA?" He goes, "Nah." I go, what is all of this? Like, and it was like a game day. Now, you know me. I'm all about wearing team gear for fashion. I got plenty of teams. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Laker jerseys. But when I saw him in it, I go, he doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't participate. I don't even know he likes sports. Exactly. And he goes, he was like, yeah, I became a Laker fan. I was like, you don't just move here and become a Laker fan, dude. That's not what you do. And he goes, well, you know, it was the year that they were bad. I go, it doesn't matter if they went 0-82, bro. Yeah. They're still never going to be an underdog. They're never going to be. Like, I, I don't think the Chiefs, I think this year, especially with the Taylor Swift added shit, they have now become the same as the Patriots, in my opinion. Here, yeah, but I Here's think- the other thing. Kids like teams that win. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about when I yes. was growing up, the Bulls, obviously probably adult sports fans all over the country hated the Bulls. Yeah. But everyone I knew who was my age, that was their favorite team. I wonder. I know in Mississippi people love the Bulls. Yeah. That, that was like, because there was no Hornets at that time. The nearest ba- the nearest basketball team was the Atlanta Hawks, which have never been a popular team. Yeah. Like most people I know from Atlanta are Lakers fans. But what I'm saying is, yeah, the the like that generation of like those winning those kobe and shaq lakers yeah. like those are adults now and those people liked those teams with yeah. no like all over the country kids were liking those lakers also, teams without any sort of like i shouldn't root for them because they're winner it's like no i'm gonna root for the team's gonna win yeah you know? and also like george i also think part of it was like not that I mean, basketball has probably been the most dominated sport historically from, like, Bill Mm -hmm. Russell through, like, you know, everyone. So it's not like no one had ever seen someone dominate like MJ did. But he was a guard. Like, I'd never... I'm Not not that he's not a tall man. He's, like, 6'6". But, like, he wasn't a fucking freak like everyone who had dominated. Even Magic as a point guard is, like, 6'10". Like, they were all, like... Seven foot guys, and now it was like, oh, this guy's dominated by like driving from, you know, like he wasn't just yeah. a post up guy, and it was like, oh, it felt like something that was attainable. Foolishly. No, well, that's well, that that's the Steph thing too, right? Where it's it's totally. Like, yeah. Oh, super with Steph. Uh, I would get in conversations mostly. <laughs> this would get, really get on my nerves. Mostly with women who would always be like, I don't like LeBron. LeBron's too cocky. Steph's not cocky. I was like, oh, the guy who. As soon as the ball leaves his hands, he turns around and shimmies. That's not cocky. Like, yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, they just liked him because he was baby faced. The, and the they mouth guard small. thing. The mouth guard thing. Which can we talk? Mahomes is doing that now. Yeah. Is he? He's, oh, yeah. wow. What is the correlation between hmm. oral fixation and athletic <laughs> dominance? Because I have one, but I'm just chewing toothpicks at work. I'm not fucking winning titles. <laughs> what kind of toothpicks are you doing? The tea tree oil They got ones? the tea tree oil yeah, ones, the but they were there ones, before yeah. our show started, and so they're all like dried out, and they don't give me the lip tingle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to really, t- I used to like those tea tree oil ones. I haven't done it in a while. Did but. you quit smoking at one point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. get you on the tea tree oil mm-hmm. ones, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to say, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> uh, so, someone was breastfed the right amount. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Doesn't even have an oral fixation. Breastfed the right amount. <laughs> just, just right. <laughs> I wasn't breastfed at all. My mom was 17. 
<laughs> All right, brag. <laughs> Another brag. Okay. Uh, that's uh, yeah. I I think I was raised by. I mean. The Saints being my my strongest allegiance of all time, mm-hmm. like because it's the oldest one. It's from birth, and sure, I feel they that. they taught me like my family. I remember having conversations with my uncle, who put me on the Saints and put me on the Braves. It was just like you root for the underdog because it feels good when they finally win, and when the Saints finally won, even though that's kind of our hometown team, but like honestly, it ain't really a hometown team because they were bad all those years. So everybody roots for the Cowboys. Like my uh, really yeah. in 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 that area. Well, yeah, I guess you're not actually yeah. in New Orleans. You're in Mississippi. No, I'm in Mississippi. So I see, and we're yeah. close to New Orleans. We're hour an hour yeah, and twenty yeah. minutes away from New Orleans. But it everybody like most people. There are a lot of Saints fans, but that has been in the years yeah. since the Super Bowl, in which we've always been somewhat of a contender, or at least like a playoff fringe playoff team. You know, it ain't like it was in the '80s when we were going one in fifteen every year. Yeah. And people called them the ain'ts and wore the paper bags in their heads and stuff like that. It is a lot of city pride in New Orleans, but like think about Lil Wayne. Probably the most popular figure from New Orleans ever, besides Louis Armstrong. Like yeah. and he's a Green Bay Packers fan. Is he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's a huge Packers fan. He's not a Saints guy. Like and he of course he would wear a Saints jersey and talk about him in songs though, because it's just New Orleans pride. Mm-hmm. But nah, he's a Packer fan. He was a Brett Favre guy in the nineties when they yeah. were on Reggie White. Ohio people, it drove them endlessly crazy when LeBron would be like a Yankees fan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like during the like runs of Cleveland baseball being good, yeah. when LeBron was like, I mean, he would go support the, the Cleveland, the, the pre Guardians. Yeah. But he. You would, can say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And we want Taylor Swift to be poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we talk about the Taylor and Travis thing? Are you guys going to talk about that at all? Yeah, I let's mean, talk it, about it. It is. I, it's a funny one of these like, you know, cultural moments where like I feel like the thing I saw people posting the most afterwards was like an image of them kissing and being like, "This moment was incredible." And if you don't like it, just keep your mouth shut. And I was like, I'm not seeing anyone not like again. Yeah. Like I did, just like everyone's responding to a backlash that I don't know about. And the other thing was, he shoved Andy Reid. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he went crazy. And when, he, and when that happened, I was like, on both the the end of game drive and the overtime drive, I was like, Travis Kelsey needs to catch the game winning touchdown. He needs to catch it so that the end of the game, the story is. And then he won the game. Now he got the first down that got he them into some, the like. He made some good plays, but I was like, he needs to do that, like, so that the narrative is correct. And then he did it. And then he sang "Viva Las Vegas," and like, I saw in a, lot a moment of people, that gave me the ick. Okay. I saw a lot of people post the Patrick that. Patrick McDonald, not Patrick Mahomes, a good buddy. Patrick McDonald posted a very funny TikTok today, being like. Right after the game, he was like, he's saying Viva Las Vegas. I don't want to see the ick bullshit. Like, let him celebrate. We have we have put up with y'all Taylor Swift shit. Let men have something. <laughs> like, honestly. And I'm and I'm in total agreement with that. Like, he just won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, okay? Like, she said karma is a guy on the Chiefs. That gives me an ick. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, like, you absolutely can have the ick from that. Also, a lot of people have won the Super Bowl and not saying a... <laughs> <laughs> cringe-worthy rendition well, most of a song about fair, the city I, most that's like cities, somewhat 
separate. Don't most cities don't have songs like that you can sing? And what are they going to do? Will Smith, Miami, if they win in Miami? I, 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 I would like that better. Um, Every Dodgers game that they win ends with them playing a song by Randy Newman called "I Love L.A." That if you listen to any lyric, is the most obviously sarcastic yeah. song ever about how a city sucks. Did you like Travis? On the mic, like I didn't in see that it. moment, I didn't see it. I was at a bar in Playa del Rey called Moe's, and as soon as the game was over, this guy comes out dressed in a complete Mo Sizzlack costume huh. and raffles shit off. And I won a patio heater, which I gave to a lady who has a patio, and I won a sex doll, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I didn't give to anybody, which I did not, which I kept for myself. I so I. Disney's generally like him like i think he's like charming i like the podcast clips i've seen of him and his brother he's just he was doing so much what did you think it was like it was as if he was like trying to be like a pro wrestler like like it was like a weird thing to me the viva las vegas and then just like the like screaming and it was like you just saw like you're the third person to get the microphone everybody's being kind of normal yeah it felt like a lot to me and it was like i don't i don't care about the ick thing but i am watching this woman who is like the most media savvy calculated uh superstar yeah. in history Not as far anything. as i know and <laughs> and she and, and she is standing there and knows the cameras are on her and i'm like this is an uncomfortable position. Yeah. Like this guy's a little bit of a wild card and that doesn't really fit with her whole thing. Now that's when I go, I'm team Kelsey in that situation. <laughs> uh -huh. Like fuck her. Like she just came around. Like she can do her, she can do her thing. Like she, she is a superstar. She's much bigger than he is yeah. and stuff. But in this moment, he's allowed to celebrate how he wants to. He's a party boy. He's a, he's a, he is the wild card. Like you're saying, like, she, I don't think he has to worry about. I think it's unfair that he has to worry about what she got going on. I was looking at Ice Spice in that booth with them, and I was like, "Man, Ice Spice just wants to eat a couple chicken fingers. <laughs> like she's so hungry, and she can't eat nothing because the camera could be on at any time. Like it's gotta be tough. I mean, do you think that Taylor's look in that moment was like Mike Myers standing next to Kanye? <laughs> Um, because yeah, also Kanye was, was like, right in that moment. Now he's been wrong about a lot of other things, but he was right in that moment. Yeah, but I understand why Mike Wires was uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I guess like she, yes, I, I, yeah, she. It seemed like she was probably a little uncomfortable. It seemed like okay. I mean, he had also just shoved his coach. Talking about that, so I feel like that's some crazy. like I think there's some like, hey man, like just be cool for a minute and it's like okay yeah i guess she just showed up but also he's willingly participating in this machine he wants to use this to make himself more visible 100%. so that he has a post football worked. career she wants to use this to appeal to another fan base like we're in a little bit we are in a a commercial enterprise here 100 can you protect the business a little a bit, little bit yeah. i'm doing a lot yeah can you Fucking take a deep breath. I get what you're saying. It's because it's funny because Jay Z, because Beyonce fans got mad at Jay Z for the Grammys mm -hmm. when he was pretty tame and just kind of called the Grammys out for doing exactly what they do. Yeah, which is completely being racist every year. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, they were like, and Beyonce fans, black women were like, "Can you not 
embarrass her right now. Right. Like, she's just trying to sit there and <laughs> enjoy her night. Yeah. She's won. She's won enough. We all know that the Taylor shit is bullshit. Like, but yeah. can you not embarrass her with this right now? We have because she is the same way. Very media savvy. Does not talk ever. Does not yeah. tweet. Does not do anything. Well, and it's going to be now. This is something that she's going to have to respond to. She's going to yes. have to answer for yeah. in every fucking interview for the next two years. And it's just like you have just burdened this person. Yeah. Who is, you know, your partner. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, Travis d didn't, like you said, didn't score the big touchdown or anything. Yeah. But he had some nice plays. I got to think he was. He did. He had a good game. He had, a he good had game. to be so fucking relieved because at a point after Mahomes throws the pick, at this point, Travis Kelsey has uh, one tackle. Yeah. One confrontation with his coach that was physical and one receiving yard. <laughs> At that point, he had one catch for one yard yeah. and one tackle after the pick. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was not going well for him early in the third quarter. <laughs> and he pushed yeah. his old, nice walrus of a coach. Who's so beloved. Yeah, like, so, everybody I loves Andy Reid. That's course, the one person I'm happy for on that team. the Chiefs yeah. are like, but Andy Reid. Andy Reid is Andy Reed's great. Best. Yeah. As famous as Travis has become in the last year, I also feel like everyone knows who Andy Reid is now. Like, yeah. I made something Thing in one of my family text thread I mentioned like and I was like did you guys see the frozen mustache on the Chiefs coach and my like sister my dad other people that are big sports fans were all like yeah we know who Andy Reid is <laughs> and I was like well I didn't know that you knew that now yeah. he's did he like, hug Taylor after the game I don't know oh can oh, you wow. imagine getting a hug from Andy Reid yeah no oh forget it bury me sleep oh I want to what if he went in if he went in for the hug and Taylor like walked away that's oh. an ick. She would mm -hmm. lose fat white middle America for you that have generation. At that point, you I would lost catch the me. ick majorly if she I, ever fucking snubbed Andy Reid like that. I don't even want to imagine it. I literally am a fish with white spots all over my body because I have the ick. <laughs> if you'd like to watch the video recording of this episode and check out some bonus shows with the guys, go to patreon.com slash the flagrant ones. Guys, football season is over. That means playoffs, Super Bowl parties. I don't know about you guys, but I ate like a maniac. And so I'm needing something healthy. I need to eat better. Thank gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank him. I need to eat better. Thank goodness for Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Uh, whatever tomorrow, wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55, 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. And these aren't just uh, these aren't just meal kits that are gonna take you forever. They've got two minute meals, so you can. Fill they don't up. take four hours. They don't take four hours. They're not using up your whole kitchen. They've got two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with factors or restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. They're not just handling lunch and dinner. They're handling everything in between. So head to factormeals.com slash foosballs50 and use code foosballs50 to get 50% off. That's code foosballs50 at factormeals.com slash foosballs50 to get 50% off.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I went to a bar I did, in Palais del Rey called Moe's Place. Uh, as Sean pointed out, the show's not doing as well, so it won't blow up. <laughs> but And Disney's lawyers won't be alerted to yeah, their copyright yeah. infringement. It's not Moe's Tavern. It's just Moe's Place. All right, but he comes yeah, out dressed as what? He does do that. I, just, I, you know, uh, I haven't looked at that. I haven't gotten under the hood. You know, I have no idea. <laughs> Good chicken wings. Good chicken wings. Mm. I had potato skins as well. Potato skins pretty good. Uh, I found myself. I don't know what did it. I don't know what shifted in that moment. But as soon as the game started, I was I was really on team. Like I don't want anybody to win. And then I started being like, well, all right, Pat. If if it's gonna be a goat, let him let it be. Really. And then yeah, that, I, I have a little bit of that where it's like yeah. I guess I'm watching like greatness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's sort of you know. Um, I, interesting but, but then, i'm surprised as how anti-kc you'd been lately that that shift happened that's the thing you, you gotta let me finish okay okay because as soon as i saw christian mccaffrey carry the ball the first couple of plays i said i want that guy to win yeah he was awesome <laughs> he's incredible <laughs> christian mccaffrey 80 rushing that's 80 my dude receiving. man it felt back as like on their big drive at the end McCaffrey was just a one-man band getting him down the field. I know they have a good line, blah, blah, blah. But, no, of course. Yeah. And then he got, like, gassed, and they had to put in Eli Mitchell in oh, the red yeah. zone, and then the, the drive was just dead. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's – it really was a good demonstration. And, and like, again, like, my wife watching the game who knows who he is and had read some of the stories leading up to it but doesn't really watch the NFL much was just like, holy shit, every time she watches the game – and they don't do like an end route and they like run into the pile basically. She's like, why do they do that? Like, why do they run into the middle? Which I get, you just yeah. feel like, and it's like part of it's you're wearing down their line or whatever. Yeah. But she's like, they just run into a pile of people and fall. They only get one yard. And I never understand. I'm like, go to the outside where there's nobody. And then she's like watching him and going, I finally get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's going into the middle, but then he's like he's creating these little tiny holes and he's shifting and he's and he's getting six, seven yards every time. And it's like, oh, this is a a truly special player yeah. who just fucking explodes off the screen when you're watching, even as a casual fan. It's you just gotta like, show whoa. Her. You gotta show her some classic Le'Veon Bell clips, man. <laughs> yes. No, I will get I will get a package together. Yeah. Um shout but, out to the juice man too. Kyle to, Juice Check. Oh, oh yeah, I thought you meant OJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean that's that's a shout out every episode. Yeah, standing shout that's out. A standing for the shout. Juice. Yeah, and, and a, yeah, and an open invite for yeah. the juice if he ever does want to come guest on foosball. I yeah. know I'm not a host, but yeah. I, we would welcome him with open arms to just for talk sure. all. You know, uh, he goes on Cameron and Mace's pot. He he he's on there a lot, and it's very funny every time. <laughs> what about? Uh, Kyle Shanahan and the overtime rules and all that. That's I mean, that's the other story, I guess. Ridiculous. Did you know the overtime rules were different in the playoffs? Here, like, here's did what I know be, about the shift. I'll be transparent. I knew that there was a new overtime format that was only in place for the playoffs, but I did not know that that's exactly what it was. I uh, didn't know either. Like I when they received, when they elected to receive. Now I'm not in the NFL, so I don't need to know. 
when they elected, I was like, yeah, of course. And I thought at the time that if they scored a touchdown, that that would be the end of the game. Uh, I I thought that. Um, I didn't know until after. I didn't know until the next fucking day that that was like a tactical error. Well, the weirder thing was that if KC had not scored on that last play, you know, there was like no time left, but it would have just started another period. They wouldn't have. That been... was Tony Romo explaining that. I was, where like, he was like, what? It's just the first quarter and I can feel everyone at home going, what are they doing? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am like, why the fuck yeah. aren't they speeding up? And it's like, oh, it's just the first quarter of overtime. Why have a clock then? In overtime in the Super Bowl, there should be no clock. Yeah, just go until. I mean, honest to God, because there's no management college, of time. Just do college football overtime for the love of starting on the twenty-five. Yeah, equal mm. opportunities. Yeah, that's what's wrong because well, it can't. Then, it can't end in a tie. And then I like the third, the thing where college after like two, it's like now you have to go for two to make it even more likely to end. Mm-hmm. In a, I don't know, but yeah. So for those who don't know. Kansas City said after the game, like, we had talked about the new overtime rules and discussed what we were going to do and that we were going to defer so that we could see how the other teams... The idea being, so like... we would know what we need. You know, if you need a field... Like, because, you know, if they, they picked up a fourth down, but if they had been, you know, going... uh, You know, if, if they were going first, they might have just kicked the field goal or whatever, whatever. Yes. So you know what you need. And then San Francisco came out after the game and was like, we had no fuck. It was we didn't know they changed the rules. They were, yeah. Someone posted the Trump thing of like, you're telling me this for the first time. This is the first time hearing it. A lot of them, time. I forget who said that he like looked up <laughs> he looked up and saw the overtime rules on the Jumbotron for the first time. These are the Niners players. So yeah, it was. Uh, what were the rules? So I'm now I'm confused. So, so, so normally the, if you score a TD on that first drive, game over. Well, so that, you they want changed the ball. that though. They changed that though, right? But yeah, that's for the, the whole new, season. No, in the regular season, it was still if you score. T- it used to just be if any you, score. If ended you receive it. an oh, okay. overtime and you score a touchdown, then you you win the game. The game is over so in the regular we were, season, right? When we were yeah. kids. Even if you scored a field, a field goal. goal, it was over. But that changed, yeah. and then that recently, changed 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years yeah. ago or so, they made it so that you had to score a touchdown. If you kicked the field goal, the other team had a chance to respond. And then it became, if they kicked the field goal too, it became sudden death. Yeah. But now, in the playoffs only, both teams, because of the Bills-Chiefs 13-second games a few years ago, because yeah. the Bills whined so much, it's like, even if the first team scores a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to score a touchdown too. And I also read that the Chiefs' plan, if, if, the, if the Niners had scored seven, to go and for the two. Chiefs scored, they were going to go for two, which I'm a little bit like, oh fuck, that would have been awesome. That yeah. that is what, yeah, what the, yeah, whoever the player was that they interviewed, he was like, he was like, yeah, we had discussed that during the week that we were going to tranquil, Drew tranquil, we were going to defer, yes. and that if we got the ball back, that we would go for two, and, like, or if we scored a touchdown, we would go for two. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that I wish, because I, I, I had money on the Chiefs so I was like mm, I kind of hope they don't score a touchdown yeah. but now I'm like oh, I wish they scored a fucking touchdown yeah. because it would have been so exciting been the biggest single two yard play in the history of the sport I mean uh, the, the other real bummer from the Chiefs point of view to bring it down a little here uh oh poor Dre Greenlaw man Yes. Yeah. Well, I said this on. Uh, did you know? On, did you see what happened to him? Was that the the 49ers player that injured himself running on the field? Tore his Achilles. It looks like. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Tore his Achilles. I, I. And it wasn't like he was doing anything. No. He just was jumping up and down. He took off and just went. Oh. Yeah. He was oh, like, that was crazy. Fucking sucks. That sucks ass. 
Probably going to miss all hoping for year. him for an injury. No, you weren't. Were you wishing? No, no I wasn't not, wishing, hoping. I was hope, praying. Those non contact injuries do always feel like, I mean, the timing obviously is horrible, but it's like, I guess that's inevitable. Like, I guess that's going to happen. Like, when they when somebody like blows their ACL or tears their Achilles, it's like, well, something is loose or. Yeah, like, obviously worn, something was in there. The but, jar was loosened. Yeah. But I, I talked about this on Flavor once, but I was watching with my son and that was all he wanted to talk about for the entire game and he just kept asking me like what happened to that guy why is he uh, hurt is he okay and i eventually was like after halftime i was like i guess he's back on the field now like i just had to be like he's playing again they went because he was like he's going to the hospital he's like hey, he's gonna have a doctor's gonna look at him you know he's got he's hurt and he was like well is he gonna be able to play <laughs> it's like uh, all he could think about because he has a child's innocence and he knows how fucking <laughs> yeah. Bru- even yeah it, that's born into us you don't need to know the context to understand mm-hmm. how much it sucks to tear your acl jogging onto the field in the super bowl who had the with debo had like a hamstring thing but then came back yeah, kittle right? kittle came kittle was out like one play and the dude who was in for him made a big boneheaded play i think it was a penalty or something and i was like ah that they really didn't catch any breaks either like there's a um uh this is (laughs) such a weird tangent but i will mention it because it is on my mind all the time when i watch these big games there's this guy called dr sarno have you heard about him ever Wait, yeah, he wrote familiar. this book called healing back pain and he's written multiple books oh, about yes. like the and i you know especially i feel like in writer's rooms you'll encounter a lot of people who are like oh, i yeah. had like crippling back pain and was like on the brink of surgery and, and it's all about I stress discovered these and like anxiety. mind body connection things that and he's just like he's a medical doctor who was like there is a link between your emotional stress and your physical pain especially people who suffer from chronic pain and one of the things he talks about in the book and he's like Notice the player, like the the prime athlete who's in like the best shape of their life, who's at like peak physical condition all season, who at the absolute biggest, most crucial moment of the season has an injury like a hamstring pull. And there he's like, see how often it happens. And especially if you root for like Chris Paul yeah. during the fucking Clipper season, oh you're my like, God, he's like, that is mental and emotional stress manifesting physically for these people because you think about a hamstring pull and you're like they're not they didn't forget to stretch yeah they didn't stop working (laughs) out yeah it's like your fucking body is rebelling against you at the moment that you need it most because you're putting too much pressure and i do there are people who take it to a huge extreme in terms of like whatever not believing in certain aspects of medicine but i do think like that was something that so resonated with me of like you you do see it a lot and like uh obviously you see injuries in every football game too but it does feel exacerbated that like a star will have something happen yeah in a big moment where it's just like oh yeah it feels like the it's not just physical it's like the fucking lights are too bright the pressure's too much speaking of uh, which some little, some breaking news here which is unfortunate uh, not football, but basketball. Um, oh, I think it's just because he's Kawhi. playing. Is it yeah. just because he's going to play in the All Star game? Maybe? I don't think he is. Ah, uh, left adductor strain, which is if it's a grade two, that's like three to six weeks. Oof. If it's a grade two, that's like ten weeks. Get all that bullshit out of your body now. Yeah, because I we got say, bigger fish to fry at the end of the year. If he can come back feeling confident for yeah. the playoffs, yeah, uh, uh, and then you know, go ahead and take a nice break. Yeah, take. May I? I would like. Ice. I would like to believe. I, 
I don't think this is the case, but I'd like to believe in a conspiracy theory where this was like a scheduled injury report. That's <laughs> why I wanted to believe that it was just because he wanted to play in the All-Star game and he was taking a day off. But... Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> well, this Super Bowl, the the Chief, the resident Chiefs fan is not here to talk about it. That is a bummer. Uh, and we're putting a moratorium on it. We look he forward was, he on the podcast, I listened to the show backwards. and he was talking about this is not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Around really? week, yes. In the middle right. of the season, they didn't look like it. Yeah, not look like he was it. just like, look, this is not, well, I've had a great, you know, a great time rooting for the Chiefs and I'm glad Mahomes is still on the team. This is not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. And he was fucking wrong. He was <laughs> they wrong. They just did. And then, and they, and, and it was, it was around that time that Taylor showed up, wasn't it? She wasn't there for the whole season. No. Uh, maybe no, it's a true. little earlier she than that, but she, yeah, she She wasn't there for the whole season. She probably had a they probably had a better winning percentage once she was once yeah. she showed up. She went wow, to a she, lot of football games this year. She did. It's good true. for her. Yeah. I mean, she flew back from Tokyo. She got Ice Spice. Yeah, she got she had Ice Spice Blake there. She Lively, had Blake Lively there. Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey was in there too? I think so. I think Ice someone Spice said Lana, Lana Del Rey, Del Rey got, in the same room. Hello, Carl Tarts. <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> So were Beyonce and Jay Z and the old Jack from Twitter were they in a different booth? They were di- they were in different in different box. LeBron had his own box. Uh, I think Leo DiCaprio was there in a different box. Mm. A lot of celebrities there. A lot of celebs. Mm-hmm. Goldblum, uh, Jeff we Goldblum was Jeff there, Goldblum. and Leo's um, Leo's uh, new girlfriend was there, but she was watching the Nickelodeon feed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the halftime show. <laughs> Were you guys as excited as I was? Because I was going nuts. That was a very fun halftime show. Usher really put on a great show. It was great. You know, I often have a feeling, and I don't know if it's by design, that the very beginning of the halftime show, like, I didn't feel like his very first song Mm -mm. was like, it didn't get me hyped immediately. Did you know it, though? Not yeah, really. It was one of the okay, so it, it was is, it, I, it was a hit. Caught up was a was a. Caught up. I recognized the hit. melody a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't a song that I had listened yeah. to a lot. It is not the song that I bet on. He no. did do the song that I bet on him playing. Uh, of course he did. Omg. Uh, oh, I thought we bet on DJ got us falling in love. Not for the first day, did we? Oh, uh, was that it? Know. Or did we do? Oh my god! I think god. so. I think it was DJ. Was it DJ yeah. got us falling in love? Mm-hmm. He did that one too. Yeah. That was a great one. Uh, well, I, but I, I, I but in my memory, Sean. I think they do start slow. Uh, uh, a lot of these where they go like, I'm not gonna open with like one of my like three biggest songs yeah. ever. I kind of wish they would because I, I, it would have gotten me so immediately. But I was like, I was excited for the show. Then I was yeah. like, mm, am I gonna be a little bit disappointed? And I was kind of, I had been so had so much regret about not seeing him in Vegas yeah. because everyone said that show was amazing. And then I was kind of watching going like, I guess I don't regret it that much. Maybe I'm not as, as big a fan, but then it took off. Like then yeah. it turned a corner. It was like this fucking rock. I feel like once the guests started coming, once Alicia Keys that's, found it after those first yes. two wonky notes and then she, <laughs> but that's they like, fixed on the NFL page. Did you so see that? Did they? On the NFL Good. YouTube, when you rewatch it, it's her, she it's does not clear. Like, you know, oh, that yeah. happens. You're just joining in cold. But like once then she came in and then later when Lil Jon and, and Luda came in, I was like, okay, now yeah. we're really popping. Did you think that Will I Am was Kanye? Because I did. 
No, I did the I thing like, everyone else I didn't else know thought. who it was immediately. Yeah. I was like, wait, who is? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought the little guy that everyone thought, who's the guy that dressed like a oh, little... Oh, Jermaine Dupree was yeah, just like the berries and cream th- lever guy? Well, everyone thought he he looked... I heard a lot of Ozempic CeeLo Green jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at... I was like, what is this outfit that he's wearing? He was wearing a... Uh, Tom Thumb, like short, like it was very Pugsley Adams. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. giving like, Pugsley. It's Jermaine Dupree. I bet he was like, oh, like it probably was something like super designer. Yeah. Oh no, it cost a thousand dollars per square inch. But I really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Caught Up. I think it was a dope song that to come out. I wasn't expecting it. I was like, damn, he opened with Caught Up. Is this how the show in Vegas opened? Because I also missed it, and I, mm-hmm. I'm a big, I like, I. I he is an artist. I'm not a concert goer because I don't really have artists that I'm like, I need to see this person in concert. Like, I got friends that'll go to concerts and they only like two of the artists' songs. And I'm like... Yeah, I, don't, I, I had a period of my life where I would go to a lot of concerts. I yeah. don't anymore. Although I will say, going to a Vegas concert yeah. is really nice for somebody who's not a concert goer because it's so organized. Like, they start on time, they end on time. Like, the set list is kind of permanent. It's extremely uh, controlled, yeah. Uh, in a way that, and you know, you eat dinner, whatever, twenty feet away, and you just walk over. Like it's. Was he playing the Sphere? No, he was. No, playing... no, no. He was. He was residency at one of the yeah, you know, Strip Hotel, Caesars or whatever. I mean, I just went to Adele. Oh. At MGM uh, Grand at Caesars, he was yeah. at the MGM Grand, but I also did see. Elton John when he was playing in Vegas uh, for a long time. That's probably that great. was nice. It was really fun. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I, not MGM Grand, the one that took over for the Monte Carlo. When it used to be Monte Carlo, it's now an MGM property. The win? No, I don't know enough about Vegas. I'll tell you, the Mirage. I should know this. Not the Mirage. I saw Bob Dylan next door to the Mirage. I saw Bob Dylan a few years ago next door to the Mirage. Oh, did you? He is prompt. I'll say that. It started on time and it was a tight 90 minutes. Yeah, this, Park MGM is what it's called. Okay. The yeah, this like I'm trying to think. I've been to I've seen a, there's at least one other show. Oh, well, I took my I took my wife to Adele for her birthday this year, but I had taken her to Britney Spears uh whatever 7 or 8 years ago too and it was like the shows are they just they're it's a finely tuned machine. Yeah. Um it's not like going to a concert where there's two different openers and you don't know who it's going to be and you don't know when the band's really going to go on and you only know some of their songs and the set list changes every no, show it's like it's this is like is she a big britney spears head i well, wouldn't have guessed yeah, she's that a, she's have... a woman of a certain age I... <laughs> and um, um i i don't so... know for whatever reason i feel like adele i was like that checks out and britney spears surprised me a little yeah we went for her 30th and her two friends, her two best friends from New York came out. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Sean. I don't know. <laughs> I watched the Super Bowl with my family in Chicago, and when the commercials were playing, the Sonic movie one came up, and I was like, oh, that's Adam Pally. He's done Hollywood Handbook before. And then a Pizza Hut one came up, and I was like, that's Ego. She did Hollywood Handbook, too. And the next one, it was like, Justin Hartley in a new CBS commercial. My dad goes, that's Justin Hartley. That's my best friend. I call him every day. I was, <laughs> I like, Got your ass. Fair enough. Yeah. Got your ass. Look, it's hard not to when you go back to the Midwest 
talk flex about all the people you know in commercials. Yeah, you but, don't even be flexing though. You just be like, oh, I'm happy to see that person on TV yeah. too. And everybody's uh, like, shut up. Oh man, you don't know them. Yeah, I got shut down hard. Oh, yeah. Mr. Big Shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess you're so special. I am. I am special, Dad. Matter of <laughs> fact, get up and let me beat your ass, Dad. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. You know what? I'm sick of this shit, Dad. No, and then no, you no. beat his ass, Kevin. Yeah, you know what? At your wedding, I'm going to fight your dad. <laughs> yeah. You're not impressed with Hollywood handbook guests? I'm not impressed with you, Bartelt Insurance. <laughs> You're going to need that insurance when I'm finished with you. <laughs> he got so offended by the Kelsey push of Andy Reid. He was like, oh, if that's me, I'm going to the locker room and saying, don't you ever do that again. And, whoa, whoa, okay. Hey, well, hang let's on, not hang fly on. off oh, the look, handle. Everybody, look, obviously Holy tempers shit. are flaring, okay? Everybody's running a little hot. Well, let's have a proportionate response. Uh, let's take it easy, okay? Let's not say things that we can't and, take back. Maybe water for a little bit, Dad. <laughs> we have a couple glasses of water. Yeah, we got it. You tried the Heineken yeah. Zero, Mr. Bartelt? Yeah. It actually tastes, tastes pretty incredible. much like Heineken. Yeah, it's almost the same. It, the flavor, so unless what you're looking for is this effect, <laughs> which I don't think anyone would be desirous of. Should we get the kids uh, out of the room? Should we get the kids in the downstairs then? <laughs> if you're going to be like this? <laughs> uh, um, Kevin's dad is a raging drunk. I do, <laughs> I do like the takes too, and of course, but where it's like, if you shoved your supervisor mm -hmm. in the middle of a mm -hmm. presentation, uh, most of uh, corporate America would not tolerate yeah. that. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, it's not corporate America. It's different. Food. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is different. I think it's bad too. It was. It was. You know, that's normally something that I would defend. Uh, if it was a Derek Carr, and Dennis <laughs> Allen, I would just say he should have power drived him. But uh, yeah, no, I I did look at this. It's not something I'm gonna like roast to hell either like because uh, i don't like the team but i definitely was like that was weird look if they had lost it, it you push that old man? <laughs> i think if they had lost we'd be looking at it a lot differently what was he saying do you know what he was saying Is he was saying ball. keep me on no, the field no, he was the off field. the field on the play where pacheco fumbled and yeah. i think in his mind i don't know maybe the he guy who was in for him missed I, the I block think, or something. yeah it was noah gray subbed in for him and missed the block yeah and he was like keep me on the fucking field it's the super bowl but it's like you don't have to touch him. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to hit it out. That was a little wild. Either way, we'll probably get into this more next week. Our overall feelings of this year's NFL season. At first, I was like, there's a lot of fun parody. And we got some fun performances from some rookies and, and young guys. But it ended anticlimactically. It was a little like. It was like kind of like the I I made me think of like the third season of Succession, where yeah. I was like that was by all accounts a really good ending, but it's just like kind of the same ending we've been seeing a few times yeah, in a row. That's, like that once again, like, oh. Logan got the last laugh. Like, yeah. uh, mm. so Logan Roy, the Chiefs are the Logan Roy, and maybe next year, early in the season, like in season four of Succession, don't, I don't, don't spoil, spoil it for me. I, I ain't seen anything, the show, but let's just say. It's really good, Carl. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, now, especially now that I'm co-workers with J. Smith Cameron. Yeah, of course. You oh, you it. should definitely watch I'm it. I'm gonna watch it's it. It's just honestly for her. Excellent. You yeah, could learn. Incredible. You could learn something about how to have good sexual chemistry with her. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch that, and I'm gonna watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I got two shows that I gotta watch. 
And now that I'm trying to stay home during the week, now that I'm not trying to go out during the week, I'm I'm gonna is that so stay home and do that, huh? That's a new thing. Staying home new thing for me, week. trying to stay home during the week, going crazy on the weekends. Oh yeah, You're trying to stay mm-hmm. home during the week. I'll tell you why when we get done here. I, <laughs> uh, I stay home uh, a lot, and uh, I think we can all agree I'm doing pretty well. You are doing pretty well. <laughs> you are doing pretty well. Uh, thank you for coming here today. Thanks, we appreciate John. it. Hey, thanks so we much for having me. I'm again. so happy I was finally able to do it. Yeah, well, now, yeah, I was we, I was working, and but now I'm not. We need to have it on again so we can talk about the Foosball's Fantasy League and your relatively solid performance there. Yes, uh, yeah. We got to talk was, about that. We also, we should have you and Hayes on or one of each of you on for the... We're going to do all the teams in the offseason. We're going to have yeah. a fan come on for every team, so you come on and do the Patriots episode. Yeah, well, yeah. let's talk about it. Well, especially like when we see whoever gets drafted or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, maybe one of you guys can do the Patriots and one of you can cover like the Jags or one of those teams with no fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do we know a Jags fan? I, uh, the character from The Good Place? Well, <laughs> can we well, have? We, we know a Jags fan, but he can't come on the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know a huge Chargers fan. What? I don't know if you have that covered, but I know a guy who's a really, really true diehard, like, which I don't think oh, you meet a lot of. I don't know. Well, we got Halpern, who is a, I don't know if oh, he's Renee, Renee. Renee, Renee Goubet, but he's, he's out of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, kinda, we might. I kind of like might, him. Yeah. Charles, uh, Carl's mm-hmm. kind of a secondary Chargers fan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I kind of like him too. Well, we can do the programming yeah. stuff off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, fair, well, it? if you don't want to talk about it anymore. Then, <laughs> uh, no, I started it, to be clear. I'm I'm burning myself here. Is but. is your boss a Dolphins fan, too? Or is he just a heat? Um, I get, he, he's, he's a much bigger basketball fan. Yeah. I mean, that's the same uh, with both the guys, him and Baina, who came on yeah. as like oh, I got heat fans. Uh, I think... It's hard to be a Dolphins fan. Yeah. And, and I think probably like have moved away from football at all. It is funny when somebody kind of is on their high horse about like, oh, I don't watch the NFL, like all the concussions and everything I can't anymore. But then you realize that they had a favorite team that is like just a perennial underperformer yeah. who's like super disappointing. And it's just like, yeah, well, it's easy for you yeah, to watch. And say, yeah. Hey, you know what? It, fucking six years from now, uh, maybe I won't be watching the NFL either because the Patriots are falling apart. There was but, there was a there was a lot like the same vibes as some people who were really fucking on strike last year. And it's like from what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the people walking like, walking the picking lines. Yeah, what were you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I it, mean me, first of all, but I wasn't going home. Yeah. I also didn't have a job when it started, but like yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Shout out to those people who yeah. walked the picket lines, so I didn't have to. Yeah, all, the, all hey, I walked the picket lines, but yes, it is true that for some people, being on strike was a promotion, was an identity, was a personality. <laughs> I still see bumper stickers, like driving now, in solidarity. I go, you could take that off. We yeah, we're back to work. Yeah, we got a deal. <laughs> Either way, we'll see you next time right here on Foosballs. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.